All right. Thank you very much for joining me again, once again for another episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm putting this up on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Right now we're opening up with a Pretty Lights track from, uh, from a SoundCloud channel and trying to work out some DSing on the, on the setup. But uh, we're doing pretty well today. Trying to get over a minor cold, which has been a bit of a frustration this week and definitely a slowdown. But we're looking at Wednesday, June 3rd, 2015 right now for the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I think this would be somewhere around episode four, but who's counting because I probably am not. But uh, trying to do about 10 minutes a day or so to, uh, to throw up on the web. Ooh, that's going to be a rough one. Um, trying to throw 10 minutes a day up on the web, uh, on the podcast section of BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Probably talking about some photography stuff, most of all, as, uh, as the photo part implies. Uh, today, chatting about uh, a few rolls of film that I've developed. And uh, I, just, I just got finished uh, with like a 24 roll or a 24 exposure roll of Fuji film, 800 speed film that I got uh, got developed and then I've been working on scanning through over the last couple of days. And it's been pretty good. Most of it's been from the wedding. Uh, my cousin Lauren got married, uh, gosh, I guess almost about two weeks ago now. So congratulations, Lauren. But uh, before that was also the the surf trip bachelor party over to, uh, to the Oregon coast. So there's a handful of photographs from, from that area also which I've been working on and uh, making prints of, and I'm pretty happy with them. I think it's cool. But uh, I think uh, all of the photographs that I've been working on right now have all been, been film photos, and it's just been with the, the Nikon F4, uh, which was a professional film camera from 1988. I think it was when it was first produced. It was the first autofocus camera that Nikon had developed, and I'm really kind of finally getting comfortable with it. I've had it for about six months now. And all at the same time, at the beginning of 2015, I switched over from the more automatic way of working with film photographs, where I just kind of drop off generally some images that I have. I did most of the work with uh, with a digital camera. I drop off the film roll at, uh, at the store and get a CD back with a one megapixel image scanned onto it. And, uh, and I don't know, just kind of generally lower quality uh, stuff. I wasn't really going to the pros or paying the 10, 15 bucks for development fees that uh, would probably provide me with the superior results I was after. So I made a small investment. I got a, uh, a prime film 720 film scanner from uh, Pacific Image Electronics and it's been, uh, been, it's been trouble, which I, I've kind of found most professional or amateur products really end up being some level of trouble or skill or effort to get anything to really happen with them. But uh, it's been good to, to kind of learn about. I finally uh, upgraded the software, and that's really what I find the most uh, the most impactful to the image quality that I'm getting from these, these film scans is the software that comes with the Prime Film 720 is really inferior, and uh, you end up getting a lot of distortion and digital artifacts in the images or in the image files, and there's also a lot of, mm, there's just not a lot of customizable information in it, so you just get whatever scan you get with that software. And in fact, it really loses or leaves out a lot of the data that I really wish it was capturing. So I, I upgraded, I paid uh, 50 bucks for a license for, uh, for Silverfast uh, image scanning software, uh, which I think is like the basic one, the most professional or highest grade version, which probably gives you some other file format types, I think is a $500 license, which is out of my absolutely bare bones photography budget that I sort of hold up 
uh, with most of the time. But the film scanning part of it has gone really well, and uh, it's uh, it's getting me interesting images. I've created the the computer too, so it makes things way better. Film scanning software is way more adjustable. It's more like working in Lightroom or Photoshop, or maybe if you're more familiar with it, the Adobe Camera Raw system where you go through and you, you kind of make, you do a pre-scan of your film negative, uh, which is what I was working on most recently. So I guess one of the photos I was, uh, I was building together was, let me look at my board here of images. There's this uh, this great image of, of Lauren and uh, the other two uh, groomsmen are at the bachelor party on the coast uh, with their surfboards uh, near Brookings on the beach right before they went in the water. They're all in their wetsuits. And uh, colors turned out really well. I really appreciate it. It was just one frame that I took on the film camera. And it's been a lot of fun working on it. Uh, made it kind of a, a panorama. Uh, cropped it down a little bit. Worked on the colors for a little while, but working in the film scanner made it a lot easier just to make the adjustments to our presets in the pre-scan um, to render out the image in a way that was much closer to what the end result that I was looking for was. And that was kind of a frustration early on uh, with the other softwares. I just wasn't able to get that kind of quality or imaging out of it. So you'd always have some file type that was a JPEG, a low quality JPEG that had some weird saturation, an automatic saturation effect or noise reduction effect or some kind of blurring or graying that would happen in the image that uh, made it more complicated to work with in post-production to try and get it to something closer to what I wanted to shoot with. It just would never look clean. I guess it's the best way that I could describe it. It would look like, uh, like just like there was a digital artifact or an error on the screen or error in the film, that kind of thing. And so this software does a great job of kind of building out of that a file type that's, uh, that's going to be more usable. So it's been pretty interesting to, to do. I think I've got like nine or so photos uh, from this past May that are up on my board right now. I'm working through uh, quite a few others, which nine doesn't seem like a lot, you know? That's something I think about with the, the photography that I've been working on. Or, um, I don't know, I take, what, maybe maybe 30 pictures a week? And that seems like a short amount, at least, uh, at least to the position that I was as an amateur photographer, or I'm still an amateur photographer, in the early days like about 10 years ago when I was also probably still working with film most of the time I was in high school 10 years ago that's when I was first starting to get into uh, photographic imaging and video production and did probably more video at that time than photo and that's really because the gear that was available for me at the time was only quality on the video side and I had uh I had some amount of uh, a film equipment, like an Olympus OM-10. That's what I think I first started shooting on. That was also my cousin Lawrence. Congratulations, Lauren, to giving me my first camera way back. And I worked with that one for a long time. It was like a 50 millimeter 1.8 lens and uh, just cheap film that I could get and get developed and look at, you know, at home. But, uh, but then I switched to digital to shoot lots of images all the time. And then now, over years and years, it's kind of filter back into just shooting a couple a week that are the pictures that you want to have. But one thing I've been noticing after going through stuff, I put together that, that film book a while back, working with film. It's kind of, I mean, it's a fine project. It was, it was more to you know, just sort of move me along than move the subject of film photography along. And I recognize that. It makes sense to me. And it, but that makes a lot of sense to me. I should probably be doing that. I should do that with other projects too. Uh, but I put together that book. It was like 70 pages of uh, just like a film gallery that I put together and some other stuff or, you know, some information and thinking I had about shooting with film, how that differs from digital photography and sort of the perspective and point of view of, 
uh, a millennial like myself who grew up in a digital environment and was well not restricted from but uh I don't know, marketed against developing or using or getting into the analog technologies that were being phased out as of the year 2000. And I think they were phased out primarily because of, I don't know, more like a social pressure instead of a, a technological advancement pressure. But it could be, you know, a, a bit of both. Uh, but I think there's still a lot of analog stuff that was very difficult and not functional, but, uh, but a lot of things that were more functional or at least have a reason to exist or a reason for us to understand why they exist. And I think I wouldn't be doing, um, my efforts or services, a person trying to make creative images if I didn't try and stretch myself or look into, you know, what a film camera can do or what it wasn't good at, you know, what it's for. And if you look at a lot of the quality images that were made back then, how much more patient, how much more intuitive the photographs were. That's one thing that I, I kind of try to push myself to do is get closer to the frame that I really want after just one photograph. How do you figure out your timing? How do you get a lock step sense of what to do when you're taking a picture just in the 60th, 100th, 200th of a second that you have to make that photograph? What kind of thing are you capturing from it? Or what are you willing to accept? What's the parameter of a photograph that's going to make it good or not? And I think there's a lot of things that you sort of learn are acceptable or appropriate. I don't have a good explanation of that. It's just, I don't need to take 80 pictures of my bike or, or some rocks or my lunch or whatever it might be in the digital world. And I just sort of kind of phased out about that. When you're first getting a camera and you're excited, you just want to shoot as much as you can. You shoot you know, a thousand images a week or something like that. And it's great. And you really need to shoot through those images, but it's been really cool to get to a point where, um, I don't know, today I shot like shot 378 photographs of motorhomes. Um, so I still shoot 400 pictures a day in the digital world. A few years ago when I was doing uh, river rafting, it was like a thousand pictures a day or 1200, 1700 on a weekend day of boats and RVs and rafts coming down. And so at that time, it just made a lot of sense to shoot with digital. It would have been an impossible task to try and uh, try and commit to or, or finished in the film photography era. And that's where digital imaging is so important is in the product and production photography. And that makes a lot of sense to me. If you're trying to do something more editorial uh, or more creative, I think that film is a really appropriate tool to express that type of stuff or type of, uh, type of image making. And I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it's been pretty, pretty interesting. The thing I'm trying to do now the most is, uh, is work on taking a series or a short series of photographs. So if I'm out at a place or a location and I'm trying to photograph, let's say, I don't know, you know, two people in the past, I'd be really focused on just taking that one photograph. But since I'm already so discerning about the images that I'm going to take or the variety of photographs I'm going to take, the plan that I have now is to try and commit to taking a series or maybe three or four pictures in the same spot or the same location, just so I have a couple different options or different exposures to try and pull from later on the roll. I shouldn't be so stingy with it. Like I've kind of trained myself to be over time. So it might take a little bit to get out of, but I think it'll probably be be smart if I want to continue shooting uh, shooting with film photographs. Um, I certainly do. I don't even really delineate a difference anymore. It's already kind of moved itself into a digital process. And so really it's just photo making. It's just, you know, going through. I have my camera like I normally would. I've learned how to use that tool appropriately. 
how to get exposures, how to get the photographs I want. I take it in, I get uh, one hour development of the negative only. I bring it home, I make a digital scan from my office computer and that goes into my Lightroom catalog. I'm able to make adjustments and uh, develop, you know, just development adjustments uh, to the photograph and edits to improve the photograph and then export the photograph either to a print or to something else that I, uh, that I wanted to go to. And since a lot of the work goes to my website or to the web or to social media, that's what I wanted to be ready for. And I think that this is a, is a really good digital alternative to analog film photography is shoot on film and then go straight to digital. It's sort of the pattern that I have, which is not unique by any means, but uh, my hope is that it, it's at least developed. You know, it's uh, maybe developed is a confusing word when you're talking about film photographs, but it's, you know, it's just a complete or a well thought through or at least thought through method of uh, taking pictures and putting them together. And I think that, you know, they come out with a little bit of a more creative, interesting edge to it. I think that I'm a little bit more patient, a little more focused with it. And so almost exclusively now, everything's uh, on film. And now that doesn't make me too much of the stereotypical Oregon hipster, young, mid-20-somethings photographer that is out right now. But I know, really, in my heart, in every way, it does make me that, which I suppose I can survive. So website update, BillyNewmanPhoto.com is underway. I'm doing a redevelopment of that, that page. And uh, it's been working really well right now. The host, uh, hosting's through, uh, well, it's, it, it's built on Squarespace right now, which I've been really happy with for a few years, but now I'm gonna switch over to a more flexible system that I have in WordPress. Um, and I think the, the WordPress system is just a little bit more of the, the direction of the, inter- the industry, the internet, my future, you know, having ability to develop for WordPress is probably gonna be a bit brighter, a bit more useful for me than uh, Squarespace is, but at the end of the day, it's just an arbitrary decision of what service program format works better for now or for the time. In a few years, if something else cool comes out, Drupal ends up being useful or easy to use. It's useful already, I know. Uh, Maybe it'll go to that, but I don't see a real huge, great reason for that to happen. I think for publishing sites or for, for static uh, posts where you know there's not a huge amount of backend infrastructure stuff that has to occur. I think the WordPress is really the way to go uh, in that way. So if you don't know WordPress out there, I'd take a little bit of time and try and try and learn the software or just learn the, the user interface of the, the content management system in the backend of WordPress and probably won't go away very soon. So I think it'll probably be pretty important for folks to you know try and have at least uh, some kind of basic handle of. So I'm getting a kayak this week and I'm trying to figure out or develop uh, some photograph ideas for, uh, for going kayaking. And really outside of photography, I think just like capturing adventure is cool. And so I think that like going out on a kayak, trying to explore uh, a lot of these, these lakes out here, which I've been to, but haven't been out on at least consistently. Um, I'm going to try and try and get that done as a, uh, a summer hobby. So it doesn't sound like uh, the worst kind of work get off work from taking pictures, grab the kayak on top of the Forerunner, and jet out to one of these nearby lakes, paddle around for a couple hours before sunset, and then come back home. So I think I get used to that as a uh, afternoon, evening hobby of mine this summer, um, especially for as kickbacked as, as things can be. So that's uh, gonna be pretty exciting. Looking forward to that. Hopefully I'll uh, have some comments about that or some photographs to share next week on the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. And I might even try to do a couple more of these than one a week. 
But we're at 15 minutes. Thank you guys very much. Uh, if you bothered to check this out on the BillyNewmanPhoto.com website, there's more information and photographs available there to check out. Hope you guys do get a chance to. Again, my name is Billy Newman. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you.